Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? What? We started. Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by four members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey guys. I have Kev. Hello. I have Scott. I'm back. And I have Mr. Spence. <laughs> Hi Carl. And uh, we're going rogue tonight. Um, we've sat here for a while. We had a couple of ideas <laughs> but as with all things, <laughs> we, we just changed our mind and now we're doing something different. So we have some news though, do we not? Uh, yeah, we have a, well, the, there was an airplane crash in Russia. It's on the Facebooks. It was actually, uh, not funny, but it's, because uh, 41 people died. But it seemed like the guy was just filming it as a, as the plane went by the runway. Just like, it was like he's filming like a parade. Just filming as the plane goes flaming by, talking in Russian. I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> Some people speak Russian. Have you seen that video? No. Like, really crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think it was actually on Chief Miller. Shout out to Chief Miller. Um... So yeah, 41 people um, died in Russia. And, uh, it looked like the plane landed somewhat successfully and then burst into flames. Yeah. And yeah, it was like going on the runway at a very high rate of speed, still on mm-hmm. fire. Huh. It looked pretty terrifying. Yeah. And I, I, but, yeah, yeah, especially if 41 people died too. That's serious. And, and I think what had happened, because all of a sudden this British Airways plane video popped up from um, Las Vegas. And I think it's because probably people were looking up airplane crashes today, uh, and that's what I'm thinking. Because all of a sudden, this this older this yeah this one from like three years ago popped up from a British Airways plane on fire in Las Vegas. Because I remember a plane on fire in Las Vegas. Chief Miller posted the British Airways one too. Yeah, so I think it probably just popped up, um, but it was older, I believe. I don't think anyone one person claims today. If not, don't fly British Airways. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, the the what are those guys called? Arf. Arf. Yeah. The air. Arf. <laughs> the, the crash rescue guys. Uh, they come ripping out in their badass trucks and and had the had this massive um, jetliner out in about thirty seconds. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That was awesome. It's pretty cool watching their uh, their deck guns work. Oh yeah. And then they went back to sitting and playing cards. <laughs> Just like the nurses. <laughs> uh, Joking. <laughs> this is why he was gone for a couple of weeks. He went for a personality adjustment. Didn't it didn't work. <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy. 41 people. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder what happened for something like that to... Looked like a bad landing. Like engine failure? What Was it on fire when it hit the... The it just shows like skidding in on fire. That's crazy. It stops and just keeps going. Yeah. Stops and keeps stops. going. It does not look. Uh, <laughs> does not look like <laughs> it stops and the fire keeps going oh. like quite considerably. It doesn't. I don't see landing gear, so it was probably belly landing. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is people bailing. A lot of people bailing out. Oh, people like some people actually go out. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, I'm sure it's yeah, yeah, yeah something like probably. A lot of people. So a third of them. Yeah, it's all on fire. Did not make it. No, that's the one from. It's crazy. Yeah, that's his Russian shit. 
So, um, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of going rogue tonight. Uh, <clears throat> it's episode thirty-nine. We just we had, as in, I'm sure you listened last week. We had our um, emergency preparedness week yesterday, so we're kind of you know just coming off the back of that. And uh, yeah, it's also it firefighter. What was it? It was also yeah, national firefighter. national firefighter day. Which Five Eleven did a pretty cool video. It did do mm-hmm. a pretty cool video. Five Eleven is pretty cool. Yeah. Like and sponsored that. by them would be all right. Yeah, by eleven. Yeah, sponsored by you would be by really fantastic. Um, by eleven. Um, Good old yeah. five eleven. Was that five eleven? I think five one one. Some people call yeah. it five five. Yeah. I don't think anyone calls it five one one. Well, maybe five I did. Five one one. In England, they call 5.11. it five point one one. Yeah. What? I don't know. Let's give a shout out to this guy. I don't know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Which guy? This guy? The airplane guy? Oh, the guy that uh, brought that original idea. Oh, yeah. Ash, Post. you want to do some shout-outs? What? We're doing this all in the wrong order tonight. <laughs> Everything's just... Uh, ah. This is what happens when there's zero structure. So, Ash, go. Can sure. Uh, shout-outs like... Uh, we always say Chief Miller, a uh, big supporter of ours. Sorry, Chief Ash is just like yeah, scratching yeah. away. Right he oh, found a chick. Let's talk about a chick. And now, like, the whole room has gone all itchy, but Ash has been sat there scratching away. He checked himself for, like, 20 minutes because he, he found one. So, it's probably be, uh, so it's not as though Ash is dirty and has ticks. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ash was out in the forest today, we believe. Either that or at the training grounds, we're not sure. Yeah, one of the two. And uh, there's uh, a lot of ticks out right now because it's tick season, tick I guess. Tick season, yep. Um, and unfortunately, the ticks around here sometimes carry Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. So everyone's all worried. Yeah. And also yeah. gross, man. Yeah, yeah, but yeah they're all reacts. I want a radioactive tick to bite me. Become a superhero. Like the tick. The <laughs> tick. <laughs> like the tick. The right? tick. Large and blue. So he's kind of dumb. Yeah, really dumb. He's Why super dumb. dumb. Maybe uh, that could be your superpower. That's kind being of dumb. Being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> dumb and, well, and being nigh indestructible. Yeah. Nine roll. Oh, yeah, nigh yeah. indestructible, yeah. 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 Although you, you, you make pretty... Tough to squish. You know, light work of him with the base of two pens. Yeah. Yeah, smush the heck out of him. Yeah, welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. <laughs> so anyway, check wow. yourselves for ticks if you live in a tick <laughs> Yeah, area. yeah, check yourself for ticks. Yeah. Especially after fires and forestry areas. Yeah. Forest. Yeah. Forested areas, yeah. 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 Or training grounds, even. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. 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 yeah, I saw a deer just at the end we of the runway today. Yep. The common deer tick Yeah, is what is getting us. Yeah, that's what Kevin says, is that there, if there's uh, deers, there will be mm-hmm. ticks. shout out to... Dennis's wife, who said, "If there's deer there, there." Oh, deer. she said that. To start with. What did I tell you? The little dash. Yeah, she's uh, Nina at the end of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do deer ticks live on? Like, do they? Is that where they are hatched on the tick on the deer? Deer ticks. Just... Anyway, we're uh, just gonna go over it to the shoutouts. Uh, so yeah, like I was saying, Chief Miller. Um, he's uh, been a good supporter of ours. Shares all of our content. Uh, check him out on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Twitter, uh, RZ Masks for all of your mask needs. <laughs> um, we got uh, the boys at uh, Modus Fire Rescue. Uh, those guys uh, doing really good stuff over there. They got their snagger tool, uh, their new uh, four century wedge. Oh, I never which, saw that thing. I was away. Yeah, you've been away with uh, yeah. yeah this entire mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it's sweet. So we're gonna have a video coming out really really soon now. Uh, I'm playing with both of those, so that's really sweet. Well, I want to know what it's um, about now. Tell me. What? Tell me what it's about. It's a, it's the thing. A forcible entry wedge. Mm. It's a wedge for it's forcible a wedge. entry. Right. 
You can use it to force and enter. Can I just cut a piece of wood and do that? Oh no! <laughs> just, just killing our sponsorship deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no. There, I mean, there must be more to it. So the material is made out of from, uh, like it's is a it lot more combustible. Is the big one? It's a lot yeah. more and as the aluminum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice wavy edge on it. Yeah, instead of just being a smooth wedge, it's yeah. got. Uh, it's like a, a multiple step, um, huh? so every time that you lodge it in further, these little uh, so steps in it, if you were, um, help secure the wedge while you reset. Ours is engraved with DTFF on the side. That's right. Huh. Yeah, there's multiple colorways, and uh, you can have them engraved. They were nice enough to uh, match our snagger tool engraver and uh, DTFF. Good mm-hmm. lads, Moose. Yeah, yeah, really good guys. And they've been let you know, sharing or not sharing as much, but liking all of our stuff that we've been posting, um, commenting on it. Uh, they seem to be right on board with what we're doing there. So we like that. Um, I am responding. Uh, we'll give them some quick love, but uh, we have been having some mapping problems with them. So <laughs> we'll uh, be working on that. We are it's, actually. It's more. I actually talked with them, their support this week about that. Mm. It's more. The Google. It's it's us. It's not them. Um, <laughs> it's more. Yeah, it's the Google. It's the map. Googles. Yeah, yeah they, they think we're a different city than we are. Because like, <laughs> yeah. the roads are named differently. Yeah. Like it, the way the roads are named, it can't quite. Dispatch puts in the road, and then they might not necessarily put in the town, uh, but they're sending uh, it to us. And yeah. then the Google kind of looks at it and goes, "Oh, well, this is that road's over here," right. and then it puts it up to somewhere else. Yeah, a couple hundred kilometers away. Mm-hmm. We should more, like, uh, more response time. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Mm-hmm. Change our uh, streets to like numbers or something. Oh, that's oh, it. Yeah. 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 Hey. Uh-huh. Should bring that up. Talk change them. Again. Then we'll change them back to better names. We never did. We ever talk about that on here? Not on here. No. Not here. So yeah, so quite some time ago, they uh, we used to uh, we used to have a numbered system. That which, made uh, sense and was logical. It yeah. made sense and I mean, was logical. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I got the point of why some people didn't like it because it it it. If you didn't know, if you didn't think about the system, it didn't make sense to them. If you didn't, big long, yeah, it's a big long number, and uh, I don't know. You you used it longer than I did, so maybe explain the number. Uh, Explain how the numbers worked. The numbers, um, actually, the the numbers started in the at the border, the national border that we have to the south of here. So it encompassed one town, two towns, the south town, our town. Yeah. and the the highway that ran up between like right up the middle of their town and our town was kind of a boundary but as it came to our town um the town was sort of set um cut up into quadrants so the highway going north and south was one of the delineators and a main road in the middle of town going east and west kind of cut it's a small town but it it made things really really easy um cut the town into four um and your let's say you had a it was a five digit or a four digit number on your house and then a corresponding street. Um, the first three or two numbers in your house number were your house number, but the next two were the corresponding street. Right. So you could uh, you could triangulate your street really really fast by using the second two. Was it the first. Set. Yeah, it was one of the yeah. sets. It, it was, was one, one of the sets, sets you can triangulate. Anyway, you could triangulate. You, you knew what the cross street was by the house number. The house number had the cross street right in it. Right. And it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, Where'd that idea come from? I'm assuming that wasn't us that came up with. I think RUS made it up. Oh. I think huh. my dad had a hand in it somehow. And huh. um, Was that 
like the first system and then it changed like because we've changed a couple times haven't we? a couple times we there's have. like mm-hmm. yeah. the numbers and then names and then numbers again <laughs> it was the names names and numbers kind of like an old-fashioned um yeah, i like, was like first street five or six west fifth street yeah. is the house that i grew up on fifth street right yeah. and it was like a old-timey numbers small numbers and then we went to this bigger grid system mm-hmm. that made all the sense in the world that encompassed our rural areas too yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, so you knew by the number that it's way off to the west. Yeah. You just knew, like, just that fast. Mm-hmm. Once you started using the system, lots. But then a number of years ago, did they, some people decided they wanted it changed to more, like, names and... Um, something with more personality or something? Yeah. yeah. That's basically... Yeah, that's basically... A so they, I mean, more, they yeah. did their best to try to get it to uh, districts. Like, the, like you live in the river district, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then there's like, there's like, um, you live over like the wine, wine area. Yeah. Um, I live up in the uh, mining area. Mining area. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew lives in the orchard area. Mm-hmm. So it they try to do that. I mean, it's still somewhat confusing because there's some things. Where's that, Salamander? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is random. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, some of the names are odd. They're kind of yeah. random. Yeah. But so it makes it difficult. Yeah. No. But it, we were finally getting used to it after <laughs> how many years is there? It's been five years, years, yeah. Six years? Yeah. Um, years. <laughs> but it did make it it did make our our um response time stressful. It was stressful for a while before we got I'm responding. Back to I'm responding. Before we got them, it did make it um we, we had to drive around a whole lot to figure out where we were going. Yeah. There was a lot of the uh it was actually it reminded me of an old time fire department again. Because oh, that's up by where I live, I think. Because we didn't know what really knew where anyone, where any of these streets were. But if maybe up where I was, I can I knew what streets were around me. We need Andrew on the truck. Yeah, well, well, but, but Andrew was all about the you know old timey knowledge. This is like new knowledge. So, so it was all you know. Now it's we're finally getting back into it, and and now with I'm responding, but with the mapping issues, we are having some problems. Yeah. Yeah. So try not to change your street names if you can. <laughs> yeah. That's what it comes down to. Numbers are easier mm-hmm. for emergency crews. Right. And delivery people. And delivery people, yeah. A lot of yeah. deliveries got, got mixed up. Yeah. All, yeah. yeah, all the people that actually used the numbers yeah. in the system and the, the, the street names and numbers yeah. really liked the numbers that we had. Mm-hmm. And all the it people sounds that actually cool and quaint. And yeah. You live on this whatever... Yeah. Well, it requires so much more no- local knowledge to get around town. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like someone coming in from town that doesn't know the system is like, oh, numbers. Oh, looking at a map. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes all the yeah. sense in the world Sequenced because it's bigger than the next like, one. Right? This street gets <laughs> the next yeah. street will be yeah. a larger number or a smaller number. Or like, mm-hmm. I know the next turnoff is going to be that street because this street's this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, my and numbers are getting higher. I'm going the right direction. Yeah. Well, one of the other challenges we had at the ex- almost the exact same time was our fire dispatch moved from kind of a localized thing to a larger center, and now they cover a larger area. Mm-hmm. So, in years past, the fire dispatch was just north of us which was easier for because they'd actually come down and kind of yeah, visit us and they kind of understood where things were they could kind of do it by oh that's just by the airport or that's over here now with um our fire dispatch being farmed out to a larger center those people don't know anything about our area or our district so nope. i mean even tonight they called they they weren't sure where our district was that's right. when i was a duty officer they called tonight 
So that was a problem because that happened yeah, pretty much the same time we changed the, the street and so, yeah. over. So it was kind of a double whammy for us. So, yeah, that made it tough. Yeah, I mean, it, this. I got, gosh. A, I got a funny. I just. I know we're failing time. <laughs> I got a funny story just off of my last go at Giddy Crew. Um, so. I remember a few years back, Andrew was on duty, and uh, we had a fire. We have two roads that are named very similar things. Right. Uh, one of them ends in uh, vineyard, and the other one just doesn't have the word vineyard in it. So um, <clears throat> we had this call years ago, and we got dispatched out, and you can hear Andrew's you know, ripping away lights and sirens going towards uh, this vineyard avenue and the fire trucks are going off to the right to the to the other one and we get half the fire put out and in comes andrew and we're like ha idiot you went to the wrong place well the other night we had a fire call and uh here i am ripping over to the vineyard one because that's where the map takes me and i'm halfway there i'm like you know what i'm a goddamn idiot i bet yep <laughs> There's nothing on fire here, son of a bitch. That's called karma. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I go up to him on Saturday uh, when we had our our uh, emergency preparedness, and I, I'm like, hey, buddy, you remember that time that uh, you were going to get, you went to the wrong spot? Yep. Happened to this guy. So, funny story. Yeah. So it still happens. It still happens. Yeah, don't. Uh, <coughs> and what sucks, as I was saying earlier, in, in the heat of the call, um, I actually just came back inside the house. I had my radio still in the truck, so I just had my pager with me, and I missed out that when they said it was by this other road. So I just got the address as mm. I was turning off my pager and turning on the truck. So I heard something back once I was already committed to that spot, and I'm like, well, I'm here. I want to make sure that I'm not going to rule this out, and then it is this place, and I'm a real idiot when I pass the fire trucks and I'm moseying the other way. So, eh. hmm. All funny, right. shitty, mm -hmm. random story. Karma, I think. Yeah, karma for sure. Yeah. So, I think part of this discussion leads us to what we were talking about before the podcast. Yeah, I was just is, about to uh, say, what yeah. happens when stuff happens outside of your district? Mm -hmm. Which also happened this week. Uh -huh. It did, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was I wasn't here, but um, mm -hmm. we're talking to you guys just now. Um, there was sounds like there was a fire outside of our area. It doesn't matter what kind of fire it was. Um, so it was just outside of our 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 coverage area, but not in any other, any other department's coverage area. Mm -hmm. So therefore, there are um, there's areas where people aren't paying uh, paying for our coverage. What do we do? Is the mm -hmm. question. Um, so, <clears throat> initially from the conversations here, and from what I understand, from an officer level, the call is made and then we receive a specific number, which comes as a, as a task number. Mm -hmm. That's for the province. Yeah. And that province. task number is given to us and we can use that to get paid to go and assist in those calls. In this instance, when we went to deal with that situation, mm -hmm initially under the premise that we were going to get the number we were halfway there and then told that we were not getting that number <coughs> and then we had to turn around the conversation we were having was well what if that turnaround ended up starting a structure fire 
and we were seen going there in vehicles to deal with the situation and then just turning around and driving away and letting it burn down. And there's two different sides of the boat right now. And uh, yeah, so. Well, I think we, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, our guys ended up just driving out to the scene, having a look around, turning around, and coming back. Now, I would hope that they would maybe radio dispatch had there been some cause for concern and said, no, your information's wrong, give us a number because there's stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Or turns step out, up the response. Or, or step something. up the response. something, yeah. Um, turns out there was nothing going on, so they had a look around, chatted with some people that were there and left, which I think is just fine because they went, they were en route anyway, they were... Um, away from their work, they were going to be paid for the hour regardless. So I think that's a great idea to just go there anyway mm-hmm. um, and, and verify that nothing's going to happen. Let's go. So I think, the, the, you know, so there's that side of the fence. And it just so happened it was like, what, 200, 200 meters outside of our area? Yeah, from like right there. Yeah. Like it, was, it was not very far outside of our area. That dusty road is our area, isn't it? That's the boundary? I think I, so. actual, I think actually it is. That road is our actual boundary. Oh, well, I'm always told it's, a, it's Alaska Allegar, but I'm not but sure. I'm not sure if I'm at Alaska Allegar. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's there no there? sign that says stop. How many are left? There should yeah. be like stop fire trucks here. Alaska <laughs> <laughs> Allegar. Well, I think that the cattle guard is just around the corner for yeah, that. So, so I'm not 100% yeah. sure yeah. Um, some days when we're going that way. Um, on the flip side of what we're saying, so yeah, this one was 200 meters outside of area. So now, what if it's two kilometers outside of area? Oh, we're just going to take a peek, quick, quick peek, drive up there. So while we're while we're up there, now something happens in town. But that's. I'm just saying. That, so this this is this is on the this is on our on the officer side of the argument, or on the the chief side of the argument, the town side of the argument. If we're away from our area, and we haven't been tasked to go up there, and we've taken a a, a, a town fire truck up there. And now something happens in town or in in an area where people have been paying us these taxes to look after the the their property and meanwhile we're up two three kilometers outside of our fire district looking at something that the, that we've already been waved off from what could happen from that so that's the other side of the argument there's two sides of every argument and that's one that's a, that's the side and i agree on that side because at first when i you know before this ever happened um, you know, I used to think, oh, we'll just go up there and put it out. But from talking to Bob and other people that were, have been around for a while, it, it does make sense because otherwise people are getting free fire protection and people in town are paying for it. Paying for it. Yeah. So I get it to an extent. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I totally get what you're saying. Um, and yeah. However, I've <laughs> always said. <laughs> Just, just gonna brush that aside. Yeah, no, no. Just to just to speak to what Scott had to say, um, a loaded fire truck filled with guys in turnout gear. No matter where, not no matter where, but it just about anywhere in or near our district is gonna have a better response time than calling people to go to the fire hall, because you've got a rolling fire truck in turn it Well, I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, where where this was, you're fifteen minutes out on a dirt road. Okay, so sorry. Where this was 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 maybe less than fifty, but let's yeah. go to that three kilometers away thing. Well, okay, that's so we're that's, up fire. that's a completely different point, though. 
what it is, but where do, you, where do you draw the line? Yeah. Well, that's just That's it. why we have to draw a line. Yeah. Now, yeah. There's yeah. A Almost line like a line. It's the last. It's the last calendar. It's the last calendar. So we've drawn a line. We've actually literally drawn a line, and now we're crossing the line, but every time we cross the line farther... This but is, you already said you already said you don't know where the second cow guard is anyway. No, I know. But so, there, so there is a line. I'm going to learn where exactly where the line is. But when we cross it, there is a. I hear you. you know, yeah. It takes us. It takes us four minutes to get a truck out of this hall. So what if the building next to here was on fire? Again, there's a, a fire truck. I, I know. It was in this case, we had a bush truck. It wasn't necessarily a pumper truck. Well, not so. I think this situation. Five members, five members during a daytime call are up doing. And those are the guys that are going to be on that truck. Yeah, so (laughs) so it is a little bit of a problem because then we have to come back with a bush truck, get in a pumper truck, (laughs) go deal with the fire. So I understand why we don't do it. Um, Yeah. Is there an argument to say go up to those people that live up there and be like, hey, have you ever thought about paying for extra taxes to cover our our, Mm -hmm. us? And then (laughs) it's there's the argument is is different then, right? Because they're actually paying for it. So could you tell me your stance, Scott, on hard and fast rules versus making judgment calls? Well, you we talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll talk about it later. If we, can, if we can talk about this some more, and then we'll talk about the regulations and policies. Deflect. I'm not going to deflect it. I just don't want to get. I don't want to lose this topic and then go on to a different topic that's going to be. Yeah, no, but this is part and parcel to yeah. that topic. Well, I think Kevin's still on to this. Well, so I think like the situation that we were presented this week compared to your five kilometers outside of the district. Yeah, that they're two different things. We were very close to the boundary. And it could be that it was the boundary was blurred at that point. We knew what the response was going to be because we knew they were the other agency that was going to take care of it was still at least half an hour out. We knew it was close by. We knew there were other houses, whether those houses were under our protection or not. And we decided to go and take a look and make sure that that little fire that could have just been us rolling up there and stepping on it didn't turn into this huge trouble that took out several houses like whether those people are covered by us or not we're firefighters we're here to protect people so we are here to protect people There's a there's a yeah, defining there's but a, you gotta pay. As long as pay yeah, there's a defining officer line in this room right now. And it, <laughs> well, it's thick. I was, you know, being on this this side of it now. I I was very much prior. Like, yeah, let's just go deal with it. But that's what we're here for. Let's just go take care of it. I did talk to Bob about the call and the, the choice. So the call comes in. And they said there was a bunch, all the information was, it was close to the border of our coverage area. Didn't say in or out at first. Started to come back out. <coughs> oh, I'm dying. It's that Lyme disease. That Lyme disease can't. Closing up my throat. <coughs> um, I can see him growing on you know. Yeah. Oh, big juicy limes. Getting worse and worse. Mm. It was, uh, so it did come back to be out of our, our area. We left the hall on good faith that that number was coming so we could get paid. Now, 
when we say so we can get paid, that also comes with so we're covered for liabilities. Yeah. Now yeah. there's five guys and a million dollars of equipment that's rolling out of this door. Well, I think you got a couple of Did trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, I, the <laughs> yeah, one truck that went was probably not a million. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get you were getting that. Well, I'm probably almost that much invested in it now. <laughs> hey, Rob. <laughs> um, there's a lot of liability that comes with that, too. So yeah. now there's the, what happens if a guy just steps out of the truck, rolls an ankle? There's no liability coverage for that firefighter that is now injured because there's no task number. So now that firefighter <clears throat> is away from work, not getting paid from here. Oh, he gets an hour's pay. Great. Well, how about the next three weeks that he's on rehab away from his actual job? So there's all of that. What happens if the fire truck, there's a logging truck coming down that road that sideswipes the fire truck. So now our million dollar apparatus is useless because it's got a pile of logs on top of it with injured firefighters on the inside. I mean, where do you say, no, I don't respond? I think if it was a... At the last Calgary. Right? At the last Calgary <laughs> is, where, is where you say it. Yeah. Just around the corner from the turnoff mm-hmm. that we took. I yeah. think if, if we're dispatched out... the turnoff that we yeah. took. The difference is as well, if we're dispatched <coughs> out as a full page where it's you guys are responding to this and you go and you show up and it's beyond your coverage area, we're still covered because we have been dispatched out. In this moment, we were dispatched out like I say, on that good faith that that number was coming. So as the dispatch was coming in, they knew it was out of our, our area by the time that we did roll our people. When I got off the phone with her, it was confirmed that it was beyond our coverage area, and that's why it was in forestry's hands. So we can protect houses in our area from forestry, but if it's in forestry, we can't protect until it comes into our area. So it's that age old, well, do you go and put it out before it comes to your area? Or do you, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do? It's tough, but when all the townsfolk are paying for it and there's nobody getting coverage, what do you do? Because, well, uh, again, we before this podcast, we were talking, there's places in the States. I don't think there's anywhere in Canada that does this, but there's places in the States that they will, each town is only, sorry, each like, these are small towns, obviously. Um, from my understanding, each house in that town mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily pay a tax like we do. They pay fire protection. Mm-hmm. So they pay for the fire protection of their of their house. Mm-hmm. And if they don't pay fire protection of their house, it doesn't matter if you're right next to the guy who is getting fire protection. If that house is on fire, the department's not putting it out. And when I first heard that, I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. Like, like what Kevin said. Because when I first started, I used to think, oh, we're firefighters. So, of course, we're going to go put everything out. Well, that's not the case because they're like for everything that Ash just said, all the liability and also the fact that why do you get a free ride mm-hmm. when this other guy is paying for that truck to be there? They're paying for a. I'll build my house. They're paying for two, two guys that pay for fire coverage. <laughs> yeah. no, they're paying that's for right. a, yeah, they're paying for a bunch of uh, fire apparatus. This other guy, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm just gonna because if no one paid, then there'd be no fire trucks. So there's mm-hmm. that. Can I throw a wrench into this argument? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that call was within our protection district. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Right? Yep. Yeah. So we're if we don't even know what our boundaries are, like we kind of know our boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that category. Evidently, whoever was out there didn't. That category, it's like a kilometer past where we turned off into that area. If that's where it is, still that is what it was. Well, what Google Maps be. says yeah. that's where it is. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, but that's even the cattle guard. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't even know if that's the one. 
So, so in in this instance, then you know it, it was a case where and. And again, it was a nothing fire. It ended up being like a nothing. It ended up being a nothing fire. And with everything that continued, it actually turned out better that we didn't end up going there and doing what we would have done. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, in the instance of what happened. Yeah. But it, because of because of those lines being drawn and us being in that that box, if you will, mm-hmm. of you are contained to your area unless you get given a set number to yeah. be able to step outside of it. I think the argument comes on both sides of, okay, well, if it's okay to step outside if you're going to pay us to do it, that still puts us outside while potentially there's another issue on the inside of that box. Mm. And is the difference of the paycheck the difference or is the difference of just liability the difference? Mm -hmm. Because as we're all saying, regardless of whether or not, um, you know, now our opinions may have changed because of the way we understand the system and why there's that liability function before, We all just wanted to go and just do the job. And we all still want to do that, but now we're just all saying that we also understand the fact that there's another another level behind that, making sure that we're in tight. So, I don't know, it's different spots. Had you guys arrived there, and there happened to be a structure threatened, it'd be pretty easy and quick to get a task number, don't you think? Yeah, I believe it would have been. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then it would have been legit. Mm-hmm. And then a million dollars worth of pockets. I don't, I don't know how task numbers work. I don't know if it's that easy. <laughs> I don't know if it's that easy for a house. I don't know. Nah. Or is yeah. it a question? Because yeah. it's a hell of a lot easier to request it <clears throat> the second time. Yeah. When you say, hey, I'm looking at this. It's not a nothing fire. Yeah. And there is a house <clears throat> in our coverage area. Can we uh, maybe reevaluate that? And it's a quick call. Yeah. But in that instance as well, and uh, uh, sorry for anyone listening, like this is it's one of those episodes we have gone a bit rogue, but this is a conversation we were having, and it, it just it makes sense. If you're in a rural area, I'm sure you get this. We'd love to hear how you guys deal with these kind of situations. But in this situation, if it did turn out that there was a larger stretch of fire, we were already on the down because we got stepped down initially not just in mm-hmm. in what when we were on the way but initially before we left the hall mm-hmm. we were just taking the bush truck so to we a didn't bush fire yeah. to a bush fire mm-hmm. but if there were stretchers involved we were not prepared mm-hmm. for a structure fire because the vehicles that were dispatched were not structure fire vehicles because, because we don't fight structure fires in there that's right mm-hmm. um Putting it back well, to a, putting, putting it back to an agency that has to have a, a tax number to leave is SAR. Yes. Right? SAR can't like, leave their base without a tax number. Uh, hmm. So, so I was so, talking to SAR recently, okay. and they <clears throat> said specifically, what we can do is if you ever want to activate us or know that you can activate us, <clears throat> call us, get us rolling, and then call dispatch and request us. That way then we can already be on our way and he said, like, just doing that will save you 15, 20 minutes every time. Because we can get there, we can get our stuff, and we can get <coughs> to the scene. And then while they're doing all that, the K number or whatever task number they need to to get to, to get them activated can roll in later. They're already moving. I mean, they've said that to us before, but I, do they want me to personally call the manager of SAR? Because I don't know their number. I'm that was gra- actually a conversation, and they said that, yeah, they can uh, give you a call. You as an officer, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we, as I'm going to a call, I'm probably not going to be like, oh, I'm going to call SAR. I'm going to be thinking, i got to set yeah. up command. i got to figure out where we're going first. Mm-hmm. got to figure out all this other stuff. They're the last, I'm sorry, but that's what dispatch is for. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the last thing on my mind is to get on my phone, 
to find the number of the guy because that's kind of archaic. No, like, that's, that's why we have dispatch. Yeah. So they should. I mean. No, uh, dispatch yeah. would like yeah. you just have to. Just tell dispatch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You just say dispatch. I need search and rescue response. Can you please? Yeah. Which is what we do. Yeah, but what Carl's saying, and I understand what you're saying, is if you say dispatch, can we get search and rescue out to assist on this call? Dispatch is going to call. Pep. Uh, or whatever. Pep or whatever. NBC. NBC is going to do their boop boop boops. They're going to then call. Things. Is that what happens? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm sitting, like sitting in the room with them. <laughs> Be careful. Is that you, Pop? Don't, don't activate them. <laughs> Woo, that was close. That was close. But it goes now you're 15 minutes away or more. Um, their page out system is very slow and it's not a fault of stars. <laughs> It's a fault of their dispatching system. It has to go across X amount of people before they can get their their task number. So <clears throat> what they're saying, and I understand that, and maybe that's something that if we have a radio room guy, what do you feel a little itchy there, bud? Huh? You know, that's that's good. Good. I'm getting itchy. Yeah. <laughs> they're everywhere. Um, Everybody's tickety-boo. <laughs> tickety-boo. If there's a guy in the radio room, Maybe that's something that they can be looking at. Like, hey, we've requested SAR. I mean, they're going to hear that somebody's asking for them to come out. They can get on the phone and at least get that rolling quicker, right? Because mm. they, they can do that, right? Yeah. It depends what, what the call is, right? If it's a mass evac or something, um, that's when we could use them. If it's if it's River and they haven't got the call yet, that's the time that we could, we could use them. And stuff like that is when you want to save time. <laughs> Part of this emergency preparedness weekend brought together a whole bunch of groups that haven't really been together in a long time. And it brought up some conversations about what used to be and what skill sets they have that maybe we don't understand that they have and, and <coughs> chats that just haven't happened for many years for whatever reason, right? Old history or whatever. So those conversations were being had and it was like, oh, well, maybe they are valid and they know that it takes a long time for them to get the yep. numbers they need to get moving and that's why they were like you know i can just give you the numbers for all of the leaders and we can figure it out straight away you just need to give us a call and then call dispatch and, say, and i understand your point scott yeah dispatch mm -hmm. is absolutely there for that um, and they're just saying you can you can get hold of us straight away through this through this means um and get us going quicker right um, so, yeah, I guess, I don't know, let's have a chat about this. What's that? Let's have a chat about this. I'd, I'd like to hear about how they do the coverage in the States. So, yeah. a quick side shout out, the Brotherhood Academy guys. Yeah, um, one more, tell us how it works. Yeah, yeah, maybe shoot me a Facebook and tell me how things work over in your guys' neck of the woods, which they are the opposite side of the content and... Continent. 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 Yeah, they, they the same content. They talk about firefighting. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Sometimes we actually, talk about firefighting as well. Actually, right now, <laughs> they're on the other side of the continent. <laughs> we're talking about firefighting. We're talking, we're talking, about, 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 we're talking about ticks and street names. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about it's firefighting. All firefighting. <laughs> so it leads back to firefighting. It really does. It all leads back. Yeah. Everything yeah. leads back to firefighting. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> You're right there. Have a chat with the bar boys. Maybe they yeah. can. Uh, maybe they can send us some some details on. Shed some light on how things happen down down there. Yeah, be yeah. interested. And whoever else wants to join in too. 
Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're a listener. What happens in Australia? Marshall Bass. Marshall, Marshall Bass. Bass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People yeah. need to know Marshall Bass is. <laughs> they should have That was the best song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to, uh, Marshall, if you're listening to this tomorrow. Obviously you're listening to this. <laughs> tomorrow. Try to get on episode 40. Yeah. Tomorrow? Or would that be today? It would be today or tomorrow. Is For it already today? Could could be be next week? Maybe. I think, going no, it's going to tomorrow. I think he's listening. Yeah, but that's next week. Oh, this time. Holy crap. Are we coming? to <laughs> 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 oh, no, we're already <laughs> next week. He is in the fu- he is in the future. So, yeah. Nito, he's already listening. <laughs> he's already knows. He already knows. He's like, man, these boys. Bob's oh, he's gonna, calling you right Bob's now. Gonna kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's gonna kill him for going totally rogue for the whole night. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna give you a call, Marshall. We want to try and get you on next mm-hmm. week. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm honestly lost with this. This is it's been a weird one. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I am. It's been a weird one. Yeah, more is a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah, no, for it's, sure. it's fantastic. Yeah, sure you want to touch on that? No, it doesn't so, fit okay. anywhere. Really. No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't really fit anywhere. Our our previous notes don't fit into what we're talking about, and that's fine. Well, um, one thing does because Spencer brought it up. Which that's my opinion on on policies. Oh yeah, sure. Let's talk um, about policies. Scott, fire rescue. <laughs> Scott, let's talk about let's talk about what what spurred okay, so, your <laughs> so what spurred my ire the other day. <laughs> I was we were watching as part of our uh, our emergency preparedness week. Yeah. Um, we did a free movie at at our local theater, and uh, that free movie was Planes Fire Rescue. Great movie, by the Great way. Great movie. Awesome movie. Yeah. So we're I'm sitting there, uh, you know, we're sitting there watching the movie. It is. Nice. It is. Kevin, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the fire movies, it's better than ba- it's better than all we of the fire movies. Definitely better than Backdraft. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I'm sitting there eating my popcorn, and the reason that the movie happens is because they have a fire at their little airport, and they end up dumping a water tower over, putting a fire out. Oh, spoiler alert! Oh yeah, sorry if anyone hasn't seen it. You're you probably should see it because it's been out for 20 years, <laughs> 15, about 10 years, whatever it is. Oh, you don't have kids. Um, anyways, the this these guys show up from the government and start giving them a hassle, and they didn't say NFPA, but they said a bunch of stuff that sounded like NFPA, and uh, and I shut out in the theater. Stupid NFPA, <laughs> getting their nose and everything. <laughs> stupid NFPA nose. <laughs> And then what happened? You know, he goes and does it. He has to go become a certified airplane and all this stuff. And I, I just, it kind of struck me as funny because it was, it, it is what happens in every fire department. You know, they have, and I'm, I, I understand. Obviously, I understand policies, and rules, and regulations, but policies can also. I mean, and I think even on the Brotherhood Academy, they, mm-hmm. they, they speak a lot. They talk a lot of uh, NFPA, but they also understand the fact that NFPA is not a. Governing body, a hard guideline or a yes. hard rules. Well, you know, last rule. Yeah, it's, it's a set of guidelines, mm-hmm. and guidelines are meant to be followed to best abilities. But sometimes, guy like these guidelines are sometimes you just can't follow them exactly, so you have to go off a little bit. But again, where is the line? Right, a guideline. Well, it's like a, best practices, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't write a guideline to cover every circumstance. Or Which I, honestly, I believe NSPA tries to do. <laughs> yeah, because there's literally, I'm like, uh, they they spout numbers. Everything's so dynamic with what we do. You you can't have a hard rule set. You can have general general practices for certain situations, but we all know we can we can say that 
It doesn't. It doesn't I mean, abide for a lot of it. I mean, it's a little easier in training side to follow the NFPA rules because it's not as dynamic. Like it's not as ever changing. Like you, have, it's it's fairly like you can paint inside the lines in training because you know yeah, yeah no gasoline inside a burn no building. Yeah, let's right. do that. Let's 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 stick with that one <laughs> <laughs> because that is a smart. Oh, let's bend that rule. That's a wise. We're not gonna bend that rule. I mean, it's a wise thing to do. Let's let's have hay and stuff like that. Um, but. In the in reality of a real situation, mm-hmm. the rules sometimes need to be bent a little bit because yeah, there is nothing everything like you can't write a policy on everything, and you couldn't possibly know the policy on everything. Um, and, and like the other thing in training, sometimes those you know those, these fire manuals and stuff when you're looking at them, no matter what size of department you are, you're supposed to stick to these are the things you need to know to be a firefighter, um, like a triple. What was the guys just made fun of on that video we just watched? The triple, the triple A. Lay. The triple A. Yeah, right. We don't use that. We don't use that hose lay. I don't know if I'm saying it right because we don't use it. We never, we never use that hose lay. I know uh, the, the small department up north in the mountain there uses it, and I've tried to watch them load it once, and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> what do you ever heard of a minute, man?" <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> so you know, but in the manuals it says this is one thing you need to know to be a firefighter. Well, do you? Because our department doesn't use that. Yeah. So. There are times when, again, like I said, needs to be bent rules. These policies need to be be able to be a little flexible, adjusted, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adjusted. Yeah. It's like when we had Carrie on, because Carrie uh, was full time previous, right? And then she was no, she was full time. She was she, in a composite department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had to do all of the the NFPA stuff, she and she was saying, work. yeah, mm-hmm. and she was talking about like how many hydrant different types there were, and yeah. how many different knots. Everyone's favorite yeah. subject there are, and she needed to know all of those things and it was very very particular that she had to know those things and again we go back to that hydrant thing of well we have this type and these these like few types underneath do we need to know all these other places do we need to know all these other things not really no right well i mean even like like she she even said and i was kind of joking about it but it is a thing you know how to throw a tarp properly well it's it's cool to be able to throw a tarp properly but you can also unfold it because typically that's during um, mop-up phases and stuff. Um, so time spent on that during training can maybe be better spent on other things. Especially in the time limits that we have. Yeah. And there's a lot of book learning in those things. And and a lot of people don't learn by book learning. They well, learn, you know, it's, it kind of has to have that balance. Like right now we're teaching the rookies. I was just about to say. Um, oh, actually, go ahead. I was just about to say, literally. So we were having a conversation on last week because we've changed the way we do training now, right? Well, not really. For our new guys. Yeah. We've, we've, we've adapted it, right? To yeah. the point where they're reading the manuals and things and we're going through those studies, whereas before it was more of a hands-on thing initially. Yeah, years prior, yeah. Yeah. So now that book reading uh, conversation came up and we were talking about it at the mm-hmm. last meeting and uh, it, it was it was weird because there was still some, there was still some like snickers around mm-hmm. when people turned around and said, well, you know, they're, they're reading the books and they're going through the guidelines and you brought it up and you said, well, how do you think it went? Honestly, to, to train with those guys initially when we went out with them, I went out and did the hose movement stuff with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they were, they hit the hydrant. They knew about the, the forward and reverse lays. You know, they knew about other options we were talking about. But they'd been reading the books, and you could tell that the, the level was different, from especially from when I started. They, they've done, what, three practices? That was their third practice. You know? Like, and it was, I'm a hands-on learner. For sure. Give me a book and it doesn't sink in. Show me and then I tend to get it. But mm-hmm. they definitely were ahead of the game from reading that stuff and from taking that extra stuff in. 
and you know to, to hear kind of a little like oh we're having to read books it's like you know what I, I wish I wish yeah. I wish that I was given a yeah. manual at the beginning and I went hey you know what you don't have to but here's the book yeah. because at the beginning when you first get in I'd have been absolutely all over that book I'd have been all over it because I didn't even know there was a thing you know but for them as part of the training and part of their keen kind of you know their keenness of, of wanting to learn stuff and be useful faster. Like we always say, you know, how do you become more useful quicker for the rookies? Grab the book. You know, there may be a whole bunch of stuff in there that you do not use. Go to one of your training officers and say, hey, which parts of this do you do and which do I need to know? Get that kind of pre-knowledge from that mm -hmm. and you'll be way quicker ahead, way faster. I think the importance of it is you have to do, uh, you have to do the book stuff and then it has to be pretty much immediately attached to, to physical. Yeah. Um, the physical side because I mean where I was for the last you know month was was on the coast teaching another side of the, what I do um, and we do that we do you know spend like an hour or two on the on the classroom side but then the vast majority of our stuff is spent is spent doing the field. doing the physical stuff right so they do that they get that little bit of book learning but then you, you got to hit them up right away with the, with the, with the physical or with uh, you know, Practical. the do, the do part. Mm -hmm. Not just the learn part, the do. Cause mm -hmm. Otherwise it's just lost. And and I think that's where a lot of departments kind of fall. is because maybe they don't have a training ground mm -hmm. or they don't have a training section where they can, because you don't need a training ground. We've talked about this before. You don't really need a training ground. You just have to have an open mind to do things. But you do need to get hands-on tools and hands-on nozzles and stuff and spray water and move. You can't just sit in the classroom and check that box. Because that doesn't help you really. I mean, it helps. It helps you enough to get that little base knowledge, but then you have to actually reinforce it with. There's like three levels. You have to do the the classroom stuff. You have to do the physical stuff in training, and then you have to have a, what's commonly referred to as a positive field experience to do it out in the real world to be like, well, that actually worked. Like I like I go back to the uh, VIS. You know, we 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 talked about VIS and powerpoints and stuff. We did it in training, and the one time. We had that fire when I went into the VIS. It was like, to me, I'm like, oh, and hopefully to you because you were there. It was like, oh, this actually really worked quite well. And I, you know, we, I was in and out in like 30 seconds, and it was way quicker than a regular search. And it was a real building that was on fire. So, which actually Dwight um, just hit me up for it. He wanted to talk about it. He's talking to his recruits about our our VIS that we did. So, yes. um, yeah, it's good. So yeah, back to I mean, yeah, policies. Regulations. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes they need to be bent a little bit. <clears throat> mm -hmm. yeah. I think in the fire service and with all of these policies, they come into play because something bad happened. So the fire service is very reactive. Somebody dies, let's write a policy. Mm. So a lot of these policies are there for a very good reason. Um, I was uh, listening to... Uh, bar podcast the other day and they, they talked about uh, their acquired structure burning. Yeah, so I was So we always preach about <clears throat> using live patients in our practices and now that's not in a acquired structure and that is an NPA thing that like you can't put a <clears throat> even in SCBA in a structure, right? And burn the, the shit down and that's these guys died. Um, but we do it in um, like we'll do it in our burn building. It's it's a controlled environment. Um, definitely do it in Auto X. That's awesome. But uh, 
yeah, I mean, they they practice it. Something happened. This guy died, and now there's a. I mean, back in the eighties, I think it was, was a new uh, guideline NFPA. And, and I mean, when we do it in our, you know, when we do it in our burn building, it's 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 usually it's it's well, it's always it's always writ we do it in. Mm-hmm. We never we ever use it as a patient because it's always a patient when we were in SCBA, mm-hmm. and we can't be in the burn building with an SCBA on. Yeah, if it's burning, um, but it's always writ and when we place the writ patient it's usually like we're fairly close to an exit and obviously the person is really injured we don't tie them up we don't pin them under stuff we, it's always they can they can literally Stand if it starts turning out. south on them things start turning south they can literally give up and be like i'm out of here and usually it's they've dragged a, a hose line in with them before they collapse into that mm-hmm. root scenario so um yeah we're i mean even with that it's still we're very safe mm-hmm. And around here, we're, we're not really... I don't think we're allowed to even have a fire structure anymore for burning. Yeah, I don't think so. Because yeah. I mean, of environment and stuff. Have we ever had one? Uh, years ago, they used to have them. And I actually heard one got away on, on the guys once. Ended up being a grass fire. Oops. But um, that was years and years ago. And the last acquired one, I think, would have been my parents' house. Like, Did they go and do stuff there? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember we went in and it was, it was, roof was all charred. But again, it was just a burn barrel, burn barrel in there and they were doing some... Um, basic fire attack but in the in the states a lot of them they actually burn them right down right to the ground but the bar guys were saying there's a lot of prep work they, they yeah. a lot of times they have to actually scrape the um, shingles, shingles off the roofs, roofs and yep. strip the building right down Chris was saying the same thing when he messaged it that was one of the conversations about mm-hmm. the burn building initially because of the way they have to prep those buildings yeah. and the standards they have to follow before they're allowed to put any matches anywhere near it so mm-hmm. I think that's one reason why we don't do it anymore is cause, just because it's too much it's too much mm-hmm. prep work to do an acquired structure. Mm-hmm. And you can get a lot of... When you can go and spend 5K on a burn building. <laughs> well, well, if you think about the amount of manpower it takes to even do one acquired structure, mm-hmm. and then it's gone five months later, whereas a burn building will last you. Well, how long has ours lasted? Yeah, 10 years, 10 years. Where, well, yeah. You know, so <clears throat> our, our burn building has lasted a long time, and, and mm-hmm. there's no there's no end to it. It's still going to keep yeah. lasting. And nothing simulates <coughs> a real structure, like a real structure. Right. But like you say, you get that once, you get that twice, like you, you can do a couple cycles through it, put it out, and then come back and start over again. But when it's gone, it's gone. So yeah. I still think that it, it's the, it's not even just the fact that, and, and we're talking about burn buildings now, but that, that inoculation of the heat is the, is the biggest thing, right? Like getting used to actual fire heat getting used to being in that sealed container of heat and dealing with that smoke level. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that's that really for me, like on the ones that we've gone into on the fight, because on that same one you did the VAS on, we were in there putting out in the ceiling while it was alive and we were, we were in there doing that. And, uh, yeah, like if it wasn't for, again, the fact of knowing how to deal with heat, knowing how to, you know, breathe with your, your gear on when you're under stress and tension, moving lines and, getting in there and then dealing with an actual fire if it wasn't for the the inoculation through the burn building it would be tough to to do that right like you you got to build up that stress level to be able to get your body used to it so that you can deal with it after the fact right same with why we try and push a little bit harder in training yeah it's kind of like police or law enforcement with uh, the simulation rounds right they the, you don't have to get shot up by real bullets to feel the stress of getting yeah, so we have, you know, they have these simulation rounds where they they shoot basically paintball rounds, but they go a lot faster and 
they're shot at the same the same gun as they would use on duty. It just modified slightly, so it's safe. Um, but is that it's, does it does it does it injure you like a bullet? No. It's, does it sting? Yeah. Same as a burn building. Is it gonna is it gonna be as hot as a real fire? No. Is it gonna be as smoky? Probably not. I mean, you can make it pretty smoky, pretty dark, but you still get the sting of the heat and all that stuff. So you're still getting that inoculation. So do we need to burn down a real building to to see what a real fire is? I mean, there, there's benefits to it because you can see how it travels into the, into the void spaces and all that kind of stuff. But there's enough real fires where we can do that on. Um, I, but I think, the, yeah, like Carl said, the important thing is that is that stress inoculation <coughs> because that's really what saves us. You know, is is that that stress inoculation? <laughs> Hold it in the head. <laughs> Everyone's doing like a claw grip. That's just that's how I was doing it. <laughs> The <laughs> 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 <A> lobster. As we're thinking about the classic video. The witch? Trust him? Yeah, yeah. trust him. <laughs> Alright then. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, um, we are wrapping up. Um, we appreciate you for sticking around tonight. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> or maybe you didn't. Yeah, or maybe you didn't. Yeah, you got to the roads and we're done. <laughs> if you're listening to this now, thank you for sticking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Had some good discussions. We had some. Yeah, yeah, some. for sure. Mm-hmm. Not bad for sometimes, sometimes we always get a topic. Yeah, I enjoy myself. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, that's what counts, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for me. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to episode one, of yeah. Kevin. Never gonna let go. Never gonna let go. I think. Taking out a content. <laughs> Ash. Hey, Carl. Kev. Good evening. Scott. Oh, good night. Mr. Spence. Good night, Carl. Thanks, everyone, for sticking around and listening. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>